Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast mini episode edition. I'm your host, Steve Fountest, and today we're doing a quick episode about live events. I'm talking about my first WWF Pro Wrestling live events, some ones I've gone to since then. Not a lot, not a deep dive exactly on that. Maybe I'll do that in a future show. And then at the end of the show, I'm going to have our buddy come on, Carrie, who went to Survivor Series to talk about war games and specifically kind of the view you have being there super close when the cage is up, which is something I was interested about. Like, people paying all this money, can you see when it's the cage? It's interesting. Anyway, check for that after at the second half of this episode or the end of it, whatever you want to call it. You could follow us on Twitter, as you always do, at PPW Podcast. You can join the Facebook group. If you haven't done so already, please do. And please be active in it. Just share and talk and, and all the other stuff. Just search the Positively Processing Podcast and I'll add you there. Just uh, head a request and it'll be there for you. And also at Instagram, PPW underscore podcast. There's a few show announcement things coming up that I mentioned on said Facebook group. First off, this week, Eric and I are back with a full show. We're going to be talking about the 1993 WCW War Games Fall Brawl can't wait to talk about it because it's a time that's so weird to me because it's got British Bulldog and WCW. I'm always uncomfortable with British Bulldog and WCW. We'll dive into that. So keep your eye on that. If you want to, I don't know, maybe uh, watch along with us or something, go on Peacock and search Fall Brawl 93 and, and check it out. It's probably a bad show, but we like bad wrestling here as long as it's nostalgic and retro. And then the, hopefully, I'm going to try to do more than one christmas movie show this year we have one definitely scheduled we've done home alone one so we have to do home alone two right home alone two lost in new york with a special guest nate aka ring skirts and we're gonna because he's a he's a christmas guy big christmas guy is what i hear so we're gonna talk all about it he's got turtle doves on his tree we're gonna talk about the talk boy credit card you got it lovely cheese pizza just for me just i'm not gonna I don't, there's just so much just slapstick comedy and can't wait to talk about home alone too so that we'll be recording that next week for your holiday season and then eric sanchez regular co-host and i will be doing a christmas tradition show kind of offbeat a little bit that we normally do but i like christmas season i think it's fun to talk about holidays and for me the holidays always bring back nostalgia which is basically what the show is all about and uh you guys know if you've ever listened to us and continue to listen to us, that's something that's important to me to remember the past. And I like pulling memories out of people, especially Eric. I, I do it all the time with him. He's like, man, I haven't thought about this in years. And we talk about it. It's fun. So speaking of memories and, and look backs and nostalgia, live shows, right? Live wrestling shows. I'm uh, Everyone let me know on the Facebook group, on Twitter, whatever. What was the first wrestling show you went to? And it could have been a long time ago. It could have been a short time ago. Maybe you never got to go as a kid. You went as an adult. That's pretty much what I did. I went to a few shows as a kid. And uh, there's a lot more I went to as an adult. So I'm going to focus mainly on the ones I went to as a kid. The first one being, uh, it took place in 1997. I just looked it up. And thanks to our friends over at the history of WWE.com. Also, if you go back in the archives, there is an interview I did with him. So go check that interview out. And it's the best website ever. It's got results from every show ever, right? And just from WWE, WCW, house show results, uh, notes, all that stuff. So this show 
took place at the Rosemont Horizon, December 26, 97. My sister's ex-boyfriend bought tickets, right, for all of us to go. And it was a fun time. It was a fun night. Let me tell you, it was me, his brother, my sister and her ex-boyfriend. They were fighting about something at the time. Whatever. I didn't care. We got to go. And let's. I'm going to run down the card real quick here. And I was so excited. It was my first live event I got to go to. I was 97. I'm what? 11 years old, I think, 12 years old, whatever it is, maybe 13. Uh, anyway, I'm pumped. It's 97. WWF is still kind of getting their butts kicked in ratings. WCW is the, is the thing, you know, Starcade 97 is coming up and it's, they were just firing on all cylinders at this point. So here's, here's the show, the, the card. Chains, eight ball and skull beat Savio Vega, Miguel Perez, Jr., and Jose Estrada when Chains pin Jose with a DDT. Mark Merrill pins Scott Taylor with a TKO. Henry and Phineas Godwin defeated the Headbangers in a country whipping match when Henry pinned Moss Mosh with the slop drop. Remember the slop drop? Uh, Ken Shamrock beat the European champion Triple H in a non-title match. The Undertaker, this was the, uh, I guess the... Uh, was it the intermission main event? The first half. Undertaker beat Shawn Michaels via DQ when Triple H interfered. Uh, during the match, and I remember this, a fan hit Michaels with a pop or soda. Michaels got in the mic, made the guy get kicked out, or he wasn't going to wrestle. Um, and then post-match, there was a a chant of Shawn is gay, Shawn is gay. And then he called for a girl to have sex with him to prove that he wasn't gay right there in the ring. And I was remember thinking, this is ridiculous. And like you think it was all part of the show, but we know now Shawn Michaels was just an ass, and this is what he was doing. And then we get back from our intermission. We've got a tag team championship match. Billy Gunn, the Road Dog, beat Blackjack Wyndham and Blackjack 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 Bradshaw. Uh, artist formerly known as Goldust beat Flash Funk. Kane beat Vader with a tombstone. Our main event: Steve Austin and Dude Love beat The Rock and D'Lo Brown. Dilo was summing in, subbing in for Farouk. So, man, I could, I just realized I could see The Rock wrestle. Before I got to see him in, uh, what was it? In uh, WrestleMania 28. So I got to see that. Also, I got to see Stone Cold wrestle. Completely forgot about that for, in 97. That was the first show I went to. Second show, and I mentioned it was a gift from my sister's boyfriend. It's kind of a big deal. Second show I went to. This is a little bit more trouble. <laughs> Looking back now, it's silly, but if you go back in our archives, it's called the show Wrestling Trouble. It's times wrestling got us in trouble, whether it being crotch chops or whatever. And I told a story where I uh, wanted to go to this show really bad. And this is eighth grade, and I'm a crappy student, and my parents weren't going to let me go. So I, but my friend was going to go, and a couple of us were all going to go, and his mom said that she would take us. So I was like, okay, how am I, I going to be able to do this? So I lied to my parents and said, my friends whose mom was taking us, I'm like, they're having a party with their friends, so me and my friend are going to hang out in his room. They're like, okay, we'll take you over. You're going to hang out with your friend. On top of that lie, I had stolen $20 from my mom's wallet, which was stupid, and just insane when I think about it now, and why she wouldn't notice it, to pay for said ticket. So one, 20 bucks for a ticket, pretty good, right? So I got to go to the show only to be busted later on 
And to hear that story of how I was busted, go back to the archives, the Wrestling Trouble Show uh, on the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast uh, feed, favorite podcast app. Hit subscribe. It's there for you, and all the past shows are for free. So anyway, this show, Light Heavyweight, Taka beat Brian Christopher. The Godwins beat Skull and 8-Ball. Mark Merrill beat Goldust. The artist form knows Goldust. Ken Shermock beat The Rock and I, via DQ. Undertaker beat Kama. Cactus Jack beat WWF Tag Team Champion Billy Gunn. The Headbangers beat the Quebecers. Holy crap, the Quebecers. Bradshaw beat Barry Windham. In the main event, Triple I'm sorry, Steve Austin beat Triple H in a non-title match for his European title. This, of course, is Shawn Michaels is hurt, so Triple H is main eventing the house show circuit. So pretty awesome two cards, both at the grungy, dirty Rosemont Horizon, and they're both super fun despite me getting in trouble at the second one. So let me know what you, kind of your first shows were. After that, believe it or not, the next live wrestling show I went to was WrestleMania 20, the Raw after WrestleMania 22 in Chicago because I couldn't get WrestleMania 22 tickets. It was local here. I, I was a lapsed wrestling fan at the time for a few years after about 2000. But it was so close. I'm like, I got to go. So we logged on to Ticketmaster. Couldn't get WrestleMania tickets. But we did get Raw after many tickets. And it was a blast. And I kind of sucked me back in. The other thing I want to chat about is kind of the feeling you get when you go to a show. You're, you're outside. There's wrestling fans. You're, you're among your people, which may or may not be embarrassing <laughs> to you, depending on who's there. But... Even, I mean, I've been to a bunch of shows. I don't get like the same giddy feeling, but it's still fun to go to these shows. And if you haven't been to a while, I recommend going to one, even if you don't follow the current product. You get to go on the arena, you check out the merch stand, you browse the overpriced t shirts, you see kind of the kids that are there that are pumped and excited. And then you go through your curtain to find your seat, and there it is. There's the ring, there's the lighting rig, there's the set. And it's, it's a special feeling. And it's something I encourage everybody to keep to do if you haven't gone in a while or if you've never gone for some reason i'm sure there's plenty of people that are big wrestling fans and never went just they don't like crowds or they just never worked out go check it out it's definitely worth your time to to try to do um and it's again that feeling you get of just i think just seeing the ring and like oh wow this is it you know and then it's an interesting thing as the show goes along you get kind of the sights and the sounds of the ring bumps and the smells of the popcorn and Depending on the arena, <laughs> it'll smell. And sometimes the pyro, if it goes off, and you see how giant that screen is, and you're like, oh, wow, the ring looks smaller than it does on TV and and all that. And you, and you see the wrestlers come out. You can kind of see a little more nuances in their moves. And sometimes if it's a TV tipping or a pay-per-view, you can glance at the announcers to see what they're doing. And, and it's another thing that's kind of cool is if there's ever a surprise run-in or whatever, you'll always know what's happening because there'll be a cameraman set up on the ramp pointing at the entryway. You're like, oh, something's going to happen. I wonder who's coming or I kind of know who's coming type of thing. There'll always be some type of surprise. So go go, go to wrestling shows, what I'm saying, and maybe come with me, right? Come and let me know if you're going to be at one in the Chicago area. We can meet up and hang out. Uh, that, that, that was it. I really just wanted to talk about live shows really quick, a couple of the early, early ones I went to, and I want to hear your guys shows that you went to your first wrestling show so tell a quick story on the facebook wall tell a quick story on twitter let us know and maybe if it's it's fun enough we can read on air this week when eric comes back and we go look back at war games fall brawl 93 wcw which is gonna be just a fun fun show because bulldog and wcw makes me uncomfortable and i can't wait to talk about that uh now we're gonna kick it over 
to our quick interview we had with Kerry. It's been to a ton of live shows we've had him on before. He's been with the podcast since the beginning. So check this out. Take a listen to some fun stories from this year's Survivor Series, War Games. Check it out. Okay, and we're going live to Maui, as I just found out, not the big island of Hawaii, to talk to our friend Carrie, who's back from Boston at the Survivor Series War Games. And we're going to chat about that and some VIP experience stuff. And I have a couple of questions, mainly about viewing a War Games match live and kind of the view being close or far, however it was. So what's up, man? How are you, how are you doing today? Doing well. Glad to be back in warm weather, although we are getting a cold front coming sure. through. We, we might only get up in the mid-70s later in the week, so we're having a cold front come in. Well, I was teasing him before we started. I'm like, we'll have fun with that volcano. He's like, no, that's the other island. I was like, oh, damn. I tried to have something on him. I couldn't. <laughs> nice try, but no, not on that island anymore. Yeah, there you go. So you went out to Boston for Survivor Series. Did you do anything else? Any other wrestling stuff in town, or was it just, just the in-and-out quick trip? No, just Chicago for Thanksgiving with the family, then to Boston for a couple of nights, and then back here to back here to Maui. So I guess that's a question. If if you didn't have Thanksgiving and coming out to see the family, would you have even made the trip to Survivor Series? Yeah, I still would have gone. You know, just been like you know, I go to SummerSlam or Mania, the Rumble. Okay, so your Survivor Series is still a big four for us older fans, even though it might not seem like that over the past few years. It's it's still kind of special, and I think this year there was a buzz to it. It seemed like the arena was pat- it was sold out. Um, we heard on TV, it didn't hear it seem loud, but apparently people that once said it was loud it, being there. It was loud. Yeah. For the most part, it was loud. A couple of quiet times, but overall very loud. I don't know if that's a miking issue or well, that's, so the, on, that's on their production team. Well, the rumor is during the Ronda Rousey Shotzi match, the crowd started training. We want Sasha. And all of a sudden on TV, I don't know if you saw it yet, like it cuts the audio really quick at the crowd. So I don't know oh. if that, that had something to do with it, but. They, I mean, well, I mean, they, I mean, I don't know if it was quiet before up to that match. They did do that for a little bit, but it didn't last long. It, you know, it wasn't like one of those that went throughout the whole match. Yeah, and plus Sasha's from Boston and, and all that too. So what are you going to do? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so you did the, was this a package thing or just kind of a ringside, ringsider package for the Survivor uh, Series? Uh, the package with the on-location people, the new people. Okay, so how's that? Is anything different or... What's going on with that? Um, you show up. I saw you had some pictures next to the the pods, which was pretty cool. Yeah, so that's part of the thing. So they basically they run the travel packages now. They have been, have been outsourced. They honestly, they honestly, I, I I love the people that I knew. I'm still friends with people that used to run the travel packaging in WWE, but they do a better job. They offer more. It's more on-site service, more connectivity. So if there's issues, you have their email, cell phones, to text to call. You know, to call them. A lot of them, they have so many reps on site and tons of signage so you know where to go. You know, just overall, they, they know what they're doing because they handle basically everything. You know, the NCAA, UFC, Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, so there you go. You, if you look at their website, they handle, damn, I mean, everything. It's yeah. Like, it's kind of like Fetterman taking over the, some of the autograph stuff. It's like a, they're like, all right, we're going to hand this off to pros to do this. So, I mean, this year will be the first, I thought, I'm assuming Fetterman will handle access this year at WrestleMania. So that'll be interesting. It'll be a little better yeah. than the past. Because I know they did a little bit last year, experimented, I think, but it wasn't a whole lot. And yeah. I, know, I mean, they haven't announced it, but access as of now is happening based on the on-location people, what they told told us. Well, that's cool. That'll be fun to have back. Last year, for those who don't know, access was not really back at WrestleMania weekend. It was the Superstore. with ex- It was kind of like a la carte experiences and signings yeah. and things like that. Well, 
what I was told by the people who were running it, the people that it was supposed to have been the full access, but when Roman came out with COVID around day one, they said, "Nope, we're not, we're not risking it." Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes sense. But now, and I think everything, the world's kind of everyone's kind of like, "All right, this is what it is. We're just dealing with this is the world, and it's fine. We're okay." Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, take precautions and don't go out when you're sick, and you know, don't be sneezing in wrestlers' faces or something during oh, meet yeah. and greets. If you have but... to cough or sneeze for crying out loud, cover your mouth and wash your hands. Soap <laughs> and water. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, Doctor Carey over here giving advice. So, what was the kind of the perks in Boston at the TD Garden? Um, for this one, you know, they treated it honestly. I mean, you know, us older school people, it'll be a big four, but. They kind of treated it like it was just, you know, hell in a cell or extreme rules. It wasn't treated like, you know, we didn't, we, we just had the Saturday thing. We had the, the pre-dinner reception with meet and greets, pictures. Um, you got exclusive access, you know, going, you know, excuse me, at your own door to go in. And then you got to go down to the ring, take pictures around the cage and on the stage. That's, they do everywhere. But on a bigger event, you have a Friday night reception or event like Money in the Bank. You were playing golf with the wrestlers. Like they were actually, you were actually teeing with them. They were giving instructions like on how to properly handle a golf club and proper swings, you know, mm-hmm. and you were actually sitting on the couch hanging out with them, stuff like that. Yeah. So this was just kind of like, like a, just a regular show, which I get it. Uh, it's, it was, a, it wasn't like a whole weekend thing either. Like SmackDown wasn't even there Friday, right? No, I, no, I mean, I, I, you're not going to really see that outside of mania, mm-hmm. you know, rumble, you're not going to have that, you know, SummerSlam, they didn't have it. You're not going to have it again, but at least with a top tier package, you're doing like a Friday night meet and greet event stuff, dinner reception and stuff during the day. And, I know Mania, they're going all out for that one. So who'd you meet up with? Who was, who was the people, or I guess who were the superstar VIP? Because so, you don't really know who's going to be there until you're there. So no, who came out? They, they don't because I've seen them before. Before it was WWE, <laughs> right? And now allocation. WWE makes a call and sometimes it's last minute. Hey, we need someone. We're, we're going to pull them and send someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had uh, Gallus and Anderson, Austin Theory, uh, Bobby Lashley, uh, and shot, shot, uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, at least you have people that run the show and it's not like the kind of the prelim guys. It's, at least it's legit there. Uh, and then, so you got to go out for the, which was kind of cool on the stage area next to the yeah, and walk shark, the, and the shark cage. cage and, Could you go in yeah. the cage or just, they said, no, stay out of it. No, 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 I mean, you know, but at least got to go up and like go up, standing next to the War Games cage as it was lowered, and take pictures, and you know, grab the cage and stuff like that, and walk around the whole ring area, which was cool. Yeah. So the double ring area. So this is kind of unique. Ring, yeah. It's kind of unique. That's the question. So when you're there, when there's not matches, is it kind of awkward? Like there's just like this big area you're looking at, or is it you're used to it after a match or two? Uh, I mean, just used to it, honestly. Yeah. And then when the more, so this is what's important. So when the actual war games matches happen, the men's and the women's, is it kind of hard to see being that close to the mesh cage? Or is it, you're kind of like leaning over when they go to different rings? How does that work? You you do sometimes have to look, lean a little over a little bit. And you know, we were in, I was in the middle of ring one. So looking at ring two, and then there was one spot in the men's when the, uh, there's a table standing in the turnbuckle corner of ring two, and they finally broke it. Like, okay, finally we have some vision. <laughs> yeah, they broke we have, it. We have a better line of sight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And then uh, with the the War Games match, and and I think on TV the biggest pop is at the end when Sammy got the hug from from Roman and everything, and then from Jay. Was that what it was like there? Was it the biggest like that, crowd noise that, of the night? That was, or even just when Sammy was coming down to the ring to enter, and he was doing, you know. He, he, he was getting the, probably the bigger, biggest pops of all of anyone of all 10 of them. 
So let me ask especially you. Especially we got the hug. Especially we got the hug from Jay. Not so much Roman, but definitely from Jay. Let me ask you. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with you know WrestleMania or whatever. There's rumors of The Rock and then Cody Rhodes and who knows what'll happen, right? But mm-hmm. uh, this is something I'm kind of theorizing and I've kind of seen on Twitter a little bit too. So let's say Cody comes back, right, and mm-hmm. to the Rumble, like which was probably the plan before he got hurt. Is he going to get the Batista treatment when everyone wanted Daniel Bryan back in 2014? Everyone's going to want Sammy to, to main event. It's, I'm kind of worried that might happen to him. You know, I mean, based on the crowd, when they showed us the clip of Cody on the screen, the crowd popped and went crazy during a commercial. <laughs> right, yeah. All, I, all the hardcore fans, but he, he got a bigger pop that video on screen than Sammy did in person. Okay, well, but then, in fair, yeah, we'll see. I'm just, I'm just interested to see what will happen. Again, who even knows if Cody's back 100%? Who knows what the, the plan is and... <laughs> Well, and, all and who that. knows? And they might just do something where you know they they might have extra. Make, they might have something where Sammy is not in the Rumble. You never know. They might. Yeah. You know. It's interesting for sure, and it's a good time to be a wrestling fan with all the different storylines and different uh, things to watch well, between Impact and AAW and WWE. There's just tons of stuff out there. Well, especially since the old man is gone, he finally have a f- fresh blood and fresh mind for things. Go, you know. And you, I could tell. I mean, you know, quick travel back to SummerSlam. I got to do the one I got to see the tryouts they had with the new people that yeah, yeah. new class. And afterwards we got a picture with Triple H and Bianca and Big E by the ring. And just being Triple H, you can just tell body language, tone of voice and his eyes so much happier. I mean, world of difference from when I met him before and the old man was in charge. It's all about the game and how you play it all about control if you can take it. Thanks, Carrie, for coming on. Uh, there was a bit of an audio snag, so the call kind of abruptly ended there because the Skype thing kind of cut out and the audio was in sync. But anyway, got the bulk of the interview, so thanks, dude, for coming on. And you can follow him on Twitter, caller WWE, and all that for some fun pictures and, and all that stuff of live shows. But uh, I want to thank everyone for checking out this week's mini-sode. It's been a little longer than a regular mini-sode. And again, let us know on Facebook, on Twitter, PPW podcast, uh, positively processing podcast, Facebook group. Let me know your first live wrestling show. I want to hear about it. I want to hear who got you the tickets. I want to hear if you got in trouble for going like I did or anything else like that. Uh, let us know and keep on the podcast app. Keep subscribing. If you haven't already, please tell a friend to do so and you keep it up as well. Uh, the newer shows will be out this week with Eric and I looking back at fall brawl 93 and we got the Christmas shows coming up. Just lots of fun stuff. So keep checking us out. And thank you, everyone, so much for sticking with us. And thanks to our podcast buddies. And thanks to them for getting me through the week. Thanks to some of the guys like Fully Posable, Scott and Jeff. I just every week love their show. I haven't talked to Jeff in a while. I'm due to text him about something or some meme or whatever. Follow them at Fully Posable. Our Vantage Point podcast, I got episode 300 coming up. Check them out. Um, this isn't a full on podcast buddies thing. Just check out a couple of our favorites and a couple of our friends this week. If you get a chance, thanks guys for listening and we will see you at the war games fall brawl 93. Thanks guys. Stone Cold Simpson.